0: Hi everyone, this is Dawn Richard, also known as The Awakening with Dawn, and you're here at the Wake Up to Real Love podcast, where we share stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationship, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. I'm really, really excited today. (laughs) My guests are such a beautiful couple. Uh, They are Grisia and Victor Carlson. They're conscious visionaries who strive to be a force for good in the world spiritual teachers of A Course in Miracles, the teachings of many thought leaders such as Buddha, Jesus, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, and Marianne Williamson. The Carlsons aim to provide their students with the awareness to choose love over fear in each moment. Coming from completely different backgrounds and having traveled the world, the Carlsons are able to provide a deeper understanding of life, and utilize a powerful blend of practical psychology and spirituality in order to help their soulmate clients to choose a beautiful state of being, no matter the circumstance. With unshakable success, the Carlsons are helping to heal the world and create a new earth by being the the change they wish to see. Welcome, Gracia and Victor. Thank you. Thank
1: you for having us, Don. We're so excited. Excited and grateful to be here, and just to share our love with the world, and anything that we can do to help. Help is always great.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean that—that's what impressed me so much when I met you guys three years ago. It's like, who are these youngsters ch- being the world changers?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I yeah, was so <laughs> yeah. I was so inspired and motivated by you two, and have watched the two of you both blossom. Um, both individually and as a couple. And so I, I wanted to invite you to talk about how you're really dreaming big. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: definitely. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good stuff to come. <laughs> oh,
0: so what I what I wanted to start off asking you is how is your relationship with each other different than the previous relationships you've had in your life?
2: Mm-hmm. You go for your oh, thoughts? for sure. Yeah, I think um it all boils down to ourselves, right? And as much as previous relationships may have felt like they were, you know, maybe not so good, they were destructive, they were like quote unquote bad for you, um, they were absolutely necessary for, let's speak for myself, for me to get here, right? Um, in, in what way, person. in what way were they necessary? Um, so I. Growing up, I was dealing with a lot of self-doubt, very, very low level of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And obviously that in relationships, that manifested into different things. It could have just been, you know, um, people taking advantage, um, kind of feeling or being run over in different ways, uh, uh-huh. not really having your own voice in uh, as a couple or in a relationship. It's like you are the the tail of the other one or something like that (laughs) so for me all those previous relationships for me really helped me see that it wasn't so much it wasn't a problem with the other person it was just the fact that I didn't love myself enough to and no I didn't know myself enough to know what I wanted right Right. And not only did it awaken me to the fact that I need to love myself in order to be loved in this relationship, but I also, I don't want this in a relationship. I don't want that in a relationship. Um, and all those things came to me and I, I I learned all those things by experiencing them. So, you know, obviously it can happen in different ways. And for us, for me, it happened personally right luckily for everybody listening now they get to hear from us and hopefully not having to experiencing all that themselves obviously that's the point of stepping up and uh, sharing our voice right but I would say for sure it's been it's just been a learning lesson mm-hmm. in knowing what I want and what I don't want in relationships and that has the that's what the previous relationship has been for me and what is it now I and mean, what is it now now it's it's a it's i'm so full of self-love that i am able to overflow for others especially my partner and i've gotten so clear on what i want and i found the person that fits every single box to where we don't ever have to uh, sacrifice any of our own desires in life just because of somebody else's fear which is a huge huge deal right that is a a huge deal? deal for sure for sure and that comes back to the self-love it's like oh what i mean i've been in relationships where i wasn't necessarily allowed to speak to my family i mean that's just wow it's so fearful right but breaking it down it makes sense to why this person felt that way right because of their own personal experience because of all their own fears that they've been instilled by their people and by society and by environments and teachers and everything else
0: their own own insecurities
2: absolutely and because I was insecure then I took on that person's insecurities and it was just a big issue (laughs) but you know (laughs) it was necessary absolutely necessary I think that once you realize that that something is not best for you that's when it's your responsibility to move forward and to change right? It's like what we always say, it's not your fault if you're messed up, but it's 100% your responsibility to that you don't stay messed up, mm-hmm. right?
0: That Can can you repeat that, please? I think that's a really, really important and valuable lesson for all of the listeners.
2: Definitely. So it's not your fault that you're messed up, but it's 100% your responsibility not to stay messed up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To you. Yeah. That's yeah. a biggie because I think, uh, I think a lot of times people get into the shit show and they mm-hmm. just blame their partner, right? They're not mm-hmm. willing to look in the mirror and look at themselves to see what do I need to do differently? How do I need to show up in a better mm-hmm. way, both for myself and for my partner? Definitely.
1: Yeah. Victor and I always use the example, um, if somebody bumps into you and you have coffee in your cup, uh-huh. coffee will spill out because that's what's in your cup. If there was tea in your cup, there would be tea in your cup, right? right? So what's the spilling out of the cup? And so it's the same thing with human beings. If somebody bumps into you or in previous relationships triggers you, whatever's in your cup will spill out. In my previous relationships, I was seeking my the love of my father and men. My, fa- my dad was a heroin addict in and out of prison my whole life. Um, so I was always like seeking that love. So I was going from man to man to man, looking for that, Uh um, right before I met Victor, um, I was in an abusive, I was participating in an abusive relationship. I had anger issues. Like, yeah, it was just tough. And that was the beginning of my personal development journey. I started to be willing to change, willing to see what's in my cup, because if what's spilling out is anger, that means there's anger in my cup. Uh right so it's now um in this healing journey it's a forever healing journey right yes yes it is to to fill up our cup with what we want it to spill out right now it's kindness and compassion and support for one another because we have kindness compassion and love for ourselves Mm -hmm. and right before meeting him that's the journey that i was on was hey I love me. Like, I'm going to be there for me. And I was
0: like, I don't need no man. I'm
1: never going to get married. (laughs) Like, that's where I was at. fully getting my power. Uh, power Yeah, I'm a
0: fully empowered woman. Who needs (laughs) men?
1: Exactly. And I was like, just doing, I was finding out who I was for the first time in my life I was single I I mean growing up I was never single I was single for two weeks maybe hey you can imagine that I was not me I didn't know who I was you know so for the first time, I found out who I was. And then a couple of months later, God's like, here you go. Here's your dream. Man. And I was like, what? I told myself I would never be in a relationship again. <laughs> but then finally, yeah, we get to experience this kind of love because we prioritize it and we set that standard for ourselves.
0: Do you think that you were in all of those relationships because maybe you were just afraid to be alone?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Definitely hundred percent that and I mean our biggest fear as humans is that we're not enough and if we're not enough we won't be loved uh-huh. and so the program that I was raised to not raised to believe it's not like oh you're gonna believe this but my family believed it because their families believed it, and it was just like right. generations of a man needs to support you he's gonna like you need a man with money so he can support you. You're going to be a housewife. You're going to clean and cook. And, you know, it's just a whole different lifestyle than what my heart actually desired, what uh-huh. visions I got for my future. But I was chasing that so hard because that's what I thought was the right thing to do. Right. right. You know, something different. And so, yeah, I mean, now full circle all the way around being getting to know myself I get to say what do I want what do I believe to be true what kind of relationship do I want kind of marriage do I want a marriage like what do I want right Uh uh so yeah definitely I love it I loved I'm grateful for the experience to come back to myself and force myself to be alone and just talk to myself right Mm -hmm. have a relationship with the person I spend the most time with
0: well i think I think it's really amazing that the two of you, because you're still relatively young and to have that insight and awareness is is really admirable I mean I don't know if you see the other people around you uh, because I've experienced this as well It's like you you look at other people and they're living they're they're not dreaming big right they're just sort of surviving and and they don't even. They don't even have this idea that, oh, I'm supposed to love myself. Like, that's a completely new concept. And if you're, if you're not taught it, I mean, that's, that's why I, I sort of wonder with you, too, like, how did you come to this awareness that that was the important thing that you needed to focus on?
2: Mm. This is this fun? This is this is what I'm all about because the process is the journey, right? Yeah. Uh, or that, what I would say, the, the journey is the destination. So, for me, I experienced a lot of death early on in my life. Um, uh-huh. My sister passed away when I was eight.
0: Wow. And obviously,
2: that was um, really traumatic for a child who doesn't really understand what that means. Uh huh. How old um, was she?
0: How old was she?
2: She was six. Oh my gosh, how awful
0: for your whole family.
2: Yeah, it was very, very, very tough, but also a big reason for why we're so close today, right? Um, So definitely a blessing in disguise. Um, So that kind of started it off. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of other people close to me, all my grandparents passed away, uh, family members, cousins, best friends. I went to my ninth funeral when I was 18 and all, oh, most of them, all those funerals were I mean there were multiple a year let's say and they were really close people so that just well immediately after I would say I kind of put myself in a bubble not really I don't have a lot of memories from that time which is interesting in my journey now moving forward because I know As I move forward and learn new things, things start popping up and I'm always learning from that time still. Right. Um, But really what happened after that was I started asking myself bigger questions like what is life about? Why are we even here in the first place if death is inevitable, right? Um, And I think it's that exact reason is asking the questions and being willing to hear the answers and take them in and move forward with them. Right. Most people just don't even ask the questions of exactly How I be and live in a better life. How could I stop being depressed? Right. It's uh, very much like what you're focusing on expands. Right. Right. And what most people do is through programming. Right. It's not that it's anybody's fault and everybody's doing the best they can with what they have. But what's happening is that most people are focusing on what they don't want. Right. right and the brain is just that's what the brain is doing we're always asking questions and the brain is just like a storage unit of past memories to give us answers right um and so when we're asking ourselves why am I so angry right now why am I not happy the brain goes oh let me give you an answer it's like a google search oh four million <laughs> answers here you're <laughs> you're you're sad because you are unhealthy you're sad because you're ugly you're sad because you're you're not good enough. You're, you don't bring anything to the table. So it's giving all these reasons for why you're unhappy and knowing them, like being aware of the, all those reasons, of course, you're not going to be happy because you, right. you think about all those things. Right. So instead we need to ask ourselves better quality questions in order to get better quality answers. Right. So instead of asking, why am I so sad? You ask, what can I do to be happier? And now the brain exact same way goes, Oh, let me find you all these answers. So here's sixteen million answers saying, Oh, you can go out and feel the sun on your face. You can do something that makes you happy. Go run around the lake. Go spend some time with your best friend, or just read a book that you love, watch a movie. Like there's so many things you can do to breathe a little bit happier. And all it is is asking a better question to get that better answer. It's it's yeah. refra-
0: it's reframing it because I think the I think the way that you first asked the question was more about the past right exactly and and the way that you frame it is changing your focus to what you want more of in your life. I don't want that stuff and so here's what I want instead and so that 100%. that changes the whole trajectory of your life, right?
2: Yeah that's it that's the trick really is to focus on what you want because where your energy goes. Uh, your focus goes energy right flows, right? right exactly
0: so
2: when you focus on what you don't want that'll ex- that'll show up and you'll have a 100 million reasons because it exists everywhere everything exists everywhere all the time yeah so it's just what are you what are you looking for that's what you're gonna seek see.
1: and you shall find exactly
2: definitely
1: yeah beautiful my journey to finding out what's self like how important self-love was for me is I realized I was unable to accept love or compliments or just Victor's love. I was not able to love him when I was stuck in my thoughts. And uh-huh. all we're ever dealing with is a thought. And Victor was the first one to bring me into emotional intelligence. Like he was learning about it at the time that I met him and he uh-huh. had just written, uh, wrote, Wrote, I mean, read a book and <laughs> wrote all the notes to it. And so when I would get triggered and angry, when I first met Victor, I would like, I was so traumatized with my previous relationships that I always thought he was cheating. I would break up with him like all the time just because that's what I was used to. I didn't know anything different. To what I saw growing up, it's what my family did. I didn't have an example really of a healthy, thriving relationship until Tony Robbins and Sage. Um, like I started following their journey then I was like whoa that's possible uh-huh. so I realized okay if he tells me I'm beautiful I will he can say it all day long but until I decide that I'm beautiful then I can accept it right exactly I, have to I am beautiful so when he says I'm beautiful I'm like thank you so much like thank you for seeing that I see it too mm-hmm.
0: it's right? so
1: important so that's important.
0: beautiful mm-hmm. so so what What happens? Like, because I would imagine that Victor, well, a couple things, Victor, you saw something in Grecia that she was not recognizing in herself.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And so, and so you were trying to reflect that back to her. And how was it for you to help her over, you know, like help her face herself?
2: Hmm. so this is another interesting part of the journey right i've always been a fixer Mm. in a way and not just in relationships but everything if something's broken i'll fix it Uh um and so that was kind of a common theme in past relationships too um i tried to fix what was wrong right but back then in some of the other relationships um not everybody was willing to change there right so i was trying to fix something that was that didn't really have a better solution in a way. Uh Um, So in a way I brought that same level of thinking into this relationship too. And like, I can help you. I can, um, I can help you become your best, the best version of yourself. Right. Um, Also at that point I had just not, not immediately before, but fairly recently before uh, we met, I had gotten out of my previous relationship uh-huh. um, which was pretty much my the point where I said never again will somebody run over me or uh, never again will I allow somebody to not see my worth because of my the work that I had done on myself from that point um, is at the end of my my ex-relationship as when I kind of started learning and growing into the whole personal development world and so, obviously, that leading into more and understanding myself, knowing what I want, appreciating myself, starting to love myself. So, also, that as well as the fixery, bringing that into this relationship. Um, obviously, I saw something in Grecia that, you know, it was more than um, and knowing. It was just a feeling that this is right. It was... I had, I had had two long distance relationships before then, and I promised myself I would never, ever, ever do that again because it's so painful, <laughs> right?
0: Never say never, right? Never say never. <laughs> and,
2: then, and then we made online, and I lived in California at the time, and she's like, Oh, I'm in Texas. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, one more. Dang it. Okay, but this will be the last one. Um, and so I. um, you know i knew i knew there was there was definitely something there our connection was immediate the first time i saw her it was just like those you know across the room like oh my gosh is that girl um, and yeah i think i tried to really bring that fixer into it at the same time as i had a love for myself to where when she lashed out or tried to break up with me i told her that if you do this again i am not coming back this is not a game of you know Wow, um, you're breaking up with me and I'm going to get on my knees and say, no, please, you know, what can I do? It's like, no, I'm worth more. So if you're going to say that I'm out and I want you to know that. And that was wow. kind of a big shift for both of us when that actually happened. It was the first time I did that. And I was like, wow, the power I just felt in myself of I own my own life. I can do that. I can say something like that and mean it. And that since then has changed my life in just wow. claiming my power, you know, wow
1: that changed me completely yeah i was was just gonna
0: ask you how did that affect you gracia
1: so that was the last time i ever broke up with him like and it was just exactly what i needed was like i think i was so scared of not being loved and accepted because at the end of the day that is everyone's fear is not being loved and accepted so I pointed fingers at whoever I was dating, that this is your fault. And so I'm angry with myself. So I'm angry with you, but I didn't know that I wasn't aware of that. Uh And so me leaving a relationship was just me leaving a commitment to change or to better my life. Right. So I would do it so often. And so that day um, I was like kicking him out. He had moved from California to Texas and I didn't care. I was so in my ego because this is what I saw so much. Like there's so much trauma and so um, he told me, he's like, this is the last time that you're doing this to me. And if you, like, if you don't want to be with me, we're not going to be together anymore. And I remember it clicked within me. Like, I love this guy. Like, I want to be with him. I, I'm i willing to change. I'm willing to, um, I just remember a text that he sent me when we were in the long distance relationship because I thought he was cheating on me all the time. And he sent me a text that said, like, anytime that you want to, turn around I'll grab your hand and I'll walk you back like as many times as I need to like I'm here with you wow. and I'm gonna help you come back to trust me I know you have trust issues but I'm gonna show you that you have nothing to worry about and from that moment when I broke up with him he said no like I, I'm not gonna continue doing this let's it's you're in or you're out that was my first real commitment you know the first time I really committed within myself you know what i'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna trust him a hundred percent until the day if it ever happens that he just like shows me that he's not worthy of trust or you know then. We'll deal with it then, but I, I've never gone into a relationship trusting a hundred percent and I'm willing to do it now. And so it was a matter of shifting, right? The old thoughts to the new thoughts. So every time I had the thought, like he's probably cheating on me, like I should check his phone or whatever I was Like, no, remember I decided to trust him. It's okay. Like, let's keep going. And then again, a week later, oh my gosh, it's shit. I'm like, no, remember we're trusting him. And so it's just me walking myself, right? My highest self walking little Gracia into a new way of being into a new way of a real relationship of commitment of love, authentic love for myself and for him. So beautiful journey so far. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, I think too, it's really important what you're talking about. Trust is a choice, mm-hmm. but it's not just trusting him. It's really trusting yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. Lo- loving yourself yourself enough and and this is this is one of the things that i think about beautiful partnerships i i believe that we are put together with people who are the perfect person to help us manage our triggers right <clears throat> they're the person that can help us heal the most and mm-hmm. when you're willing to face yourself first and face each other and and hold hands together that your love is more powerful than the problem that you're dealing with you know that that is that's our healing journey that all of those feelings of insecurity and doubt and um, feelings of abandonment that you experienced growing up Grecia you know you found someone who was willing to push all those triggers, not consciously, you know, but whatever was going on between you, he triggered all of, those, all of those areas in yourself that you needed to love, that you needed to accept, that you needed to find that trust and establish your own sense of safety and security so that you can create that safe container for the both of you
1: yeah definitely and for a family in the future you know your whole life changes your entire the generations to come will be different than anything we've ever seen yeah. either
0: not,
1: because of this commitment to ourselves and to each other it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm grateful every day <laughs>
0: how how has how has this affected your relationships with your family i mean have has how has that impacted your own family
1: so with my family, I see the difference. Like My mom is married for the first time ever. She's been in, in and out of relationships her whole life. Uh-huh. And I know that Victor and I lead by example in our love. And we're very, very conscious that everybody is watching. You know, everybody's watching. And so it's like at first it was like, oh no, the fear of being seen because what if they think we're showing off? And then that fear, I was like, huh, that's a fear. What is fear? A lack of love. So what would love say? What would Jesus do if this was his relationship or whatnot? It's like show it by example to say, hey, there, it is possible to have this kind of relationship. I mean, Victor and I spent all day, every day together for the exception of like, three hours in the morning where we have our alone time. Like we prioritize alone time. We do different spiritual practices and different, we have the two bedrooms. So two different rooms and we're doing our own thing. And then we come together once we are full. And so, I mean, that's a a role that was made up or a fear from everything. It's like, oh, if, if you guys are together all the time, you're going to lose passion. You're going to lose all of this. And all of the rules are made up. It's whatever you decide, whatever you want it to be. Uh spending time with victor for me is like spending time with myself i love myself so much i want to spend all the time with myself and i get to share that with him right and so what that looks like in my family is just an influence it's an example to show up for everybody and my family's stepping up like the people who are already married they communicate way better they they you can see you can see that we've made a huge impact in in the way relationships work to make them amazing <laughs> amazing. And it truly really, really works just to show up by example you know if we told them something right it'd be different you can't shove beliefs down anybody's throat but you can be the example and then they're like right huh, that works for them let me try it you know mm-hmm. and it works mm-hmm.
0: and for you That's too smart. victor
2: yeah it's um well so my parents are still together they've been together my whole life uh even you know, going through some of the most difficult things like losing a child. Yeah. Um. So obviously they have been incredible examples for me to see what's possible. Right. And I think now when I'm speaking it out loud, obviously that specific thing of losing a child is like the hardest thing you can do together as a couple. Yes. So they were able to overcome that. Okay. Grecia thinks I'm cheating because of how other boyfriends treated her in the past. I understand and if 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 something like losing a child is overcomable then this is just like it's so silly it's such a small thing so I'm willing to work with it right it's, it's um and yeah of course I mean I think for me what was difficult for my family early on was my um my lack of self love in the sense that I would do things for other people and not for myself, mm-hmm. so I think they were a little bit fearful in the sense that I would do a lot of I would make a lot of big moves I mean I would move countries and stuff <laughs> move from Sweden <laughs> to the states
0: that's a big uh, move
2: that's a pretty big move <laughs> um and not necessarily that big move, but some other moves have certainly been influenced by other people and they wanted. And my family knew that that's not what I wanted. Right. But I was just too afraid to speak up or to agree with the fact that that's how it is. Um, because I'm in love in this relationship and it's so great, but it's not, it's, it's terrible. But, <laughs> you know, I was just trying to hide all the facts that were clear to everybody. Right. And um, I think now that I have been able to embrace all of myself and it's just it's just greatly enhanced the dynamic of our entire family it's it's yeah leading by example and showing everybody that it's okay to be to be to have different opinions and you can easily settle them. It doesn't have to be an argument, you don't have to be you know not friends because of it or anything it's just it's an easy, simple conversation instead of fighting for a month. you can just talk about it for five minutes and it's settled and done. So obviously now my I have four siblings. We're all living in four different cities. Uh, I live in a different country, and so w- what? Yeah, it's we don't have that s- so much personal time together, but we have sibling meetings on the phone, <laughs> and it's so much fun. And it's yeah, uh, when we show up as our best selves, it it it's kind of like um not not a virus that's the opposite but like a medicine my (laughs) medicine medicine. there you go like it helps everybody else everybody reflects and sees how you're doing and people see what's possible and they know okay if if somebody can do this then at least i mean i can do at least as good but when you explore that you find out really soon that you can do even better Mm -hmm. and that just triggers people and like it it allows you to reach new heights and get better every single day in every single area of life. So it's, and, it's cool.
0: And do you find that also is true in within your circle of friends?
2: Oh, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: There's so many we have
0: so many friends, Don.
1: Like I'm trying to think like what circle <laughs> of friends? <laughs> from?
0: The, the world of friends. <laughs>
1: I mean, we're so close to a lot of people on social media too. So I'm like, huh, who are our Austin friends? (laughs) That's
2: kind of how we go. It's like Austin friends, the Sweden friends. But But yeah, yeah. it
1: influences the world definitely. (laughs) And we try, we do what we feel called to Mm -hmm. as far as being like uh, open about a relationship and anything that triggers us. Or like this weekend, I had a blossoming retreat. Blossoming is my group coaching program or one of the many that I have. Uh And we had a retreat and Victor and I had uh, like, we were not agreeing on something, and so I, there, some of the girls were in the back seat, right? And I was like, okay, girls, like this is the way that Victor and I communicate through things, right? Like we don't agree on this, so we're just gonna continue to ask each other questions until either we agree or we agree to agree that both sides are valid. And I mean, it's a field of pure potential, like all unlimited possibilities, so both of them can be right. And so I allowed them to see that a lot of them have, I mean, maybe have divorced parents or, you know, don't don't have never seen anything like that where it's never, ever a fight it's just like, yeah, our egos will get triggered, right? The personality will be like, skirt, like, hold on, I have to change my personality over this answer, right? And so, yes, that will happen, but we know how to handle it very well. You know, we ended up that day saying like, okay, like, go take time for yourself. I'm going to go this way at the grocery store, you go that way at the grocery store. And at the end, he was like, okay, like, I feel um, maybe my ego was too triggered, and I was scared that I was going to lose. And we got to explain all of this Mm -hmm. we really got step by step hey this is the way arguments work and it's rare whenever we come to an argument right but it was beautiful to be able to share that experience with other people and for them to see it's okay Mm -hmm. for you guys to disagree and you can come back
0: to love you know right yeah (laughs) my, my my parents always used to say we agree to disagree It's the same thing. It's like you're agreeing that each person has the right to their own opinion and perspective. And that's Mm -hmm. really coming from a place of both security within yourself, you know, that their difference of opinion doesn't affect your perspective or your opinion, and that you can accept the other person for exactly who they are, like, okay, well, I don't really see your perspective, but I accept and respect your perspective.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I am enough and you are still enough, even if we're different. Right. So it's like, right. You as as know, you're enough. I know I'm enough and we still love and accept each other. We're golden.
0: <laughs> we're golden. I think that's, I think that's a really, really challenging uh, perspective. I, I, that was one thing that I struggled with in my own marriage because my ex used to say, well, you, you know, you're disagreeing with me, you don't respect me. And I was like, just because I disagree has nothing to do with my level of respect for you. I just Mm -hmm. see things in a different way. And that doesn't make you right and me wrong or me right and you wrong. It's just different. And so if you're, and, and I think what happens in couples, when they have those sort of disagreements, is that instead of trying to turn towards each other and and face in the same direction they end up turning their backs on each other yeah mm-hmm. right it's
1: the fear yeah. of not enough yeah like oh well he doesn't accept me so i'm not enough or right yeah, it's, it's always 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 every single fear we have is always at the root of it is that i'm not enough so if we can be the ones who tell ourselves hey it's okay you're still enough. Everything yeah. that you say you is enough always. If we are the ones who tell us that, we never have to fear that. That if somebody else doesn't think we're enough, that that really hinders our value or makes us less valuable, right? Like, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You're, all, you're enough because you are.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the, the common saying of, uh, you don't see the world as it is. You see the world the way you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That just taught me so much about no matter what I say, I mean, I can I can say a joke right here, and Don, you'll laugh your your butt off while Gracia starts crying, and she gets super <laughs> angry about it, right? Is it the joke yeah. or is it the meaning you put behind it? Right. right, it's the meaning you put behind it. So nothing that I do can change anybody else. I can provide perspectives, but only if you're open and willing to receive them will you be able to take that perspective and change your life personally. Mm-hmm. So in that sense too, when once I figured that out, it's it it made it so clear to me that all I can ever do is be me because mm-hmm. I can't force somebody to change and be a version that I would want them to be. Um, and even if, I, even if I did everything right, <laughs> you can't say the right thing to the wrong person and you can't say the wrong thing to the right person, right? If you're just being yourself, that's the best way to do it because right. you're going to enjoy it. A lot more <laughs> if you're just doing what you would have done if there was no problem in the world, right? And because there isn't, there isn't any problems in the world, in the world. Um, if you have that perspective, it's it's just a lot easier to see uh, little spats and little triggers as oh, it's not a big deal. And I think for me, um, again, because of my past, and I did never wanted to leave any situation as uh, with a fight, uh-huh. so. That, I mean, um, yeah, growing up with all those losses that I went through, it got to a point where my mom went to the grocery store, and I had to run out to the, the door and, like, be, be sure that I said, bye, mom, you know, before she yeah. left Yeah. because what if you got in a car accident? And right, life? right. Um, that was my, that's what it was on my mind all that time. And it, obviously very destructive and painful, um, but it taught me a very important tool, and that I've used in our relationship where we're both doing it now, but in the beginning of, you know, if we're in an argument and I know for a fact that I'm right, right. For a fact that I'm right. Uh, But she also knows for a fact that she's right. So I didn't want to leave it there because what's the point? That's just painful and boring. And (laughs) what if this is our last day? I wouldn't want to leave it at that. So to totally just, silence your ego go and give her a hug and say i'm sorry and say i i, I could have okay i could have done this differently i could have i could have seen your point of view with more love right and if you just allow that and like you're saying instead of turning your backs against each other as long as and that's what i found too is as long as one person opens up and says hey i'm sorry It almost, I mean, yeah, I'd say 100% of the time, because I think that's never been the other case. 100% of the time, the other person will be like, "No, you know know what, I'm sorry, too. And now you're at a level place where you can talk about it and eventually get to a place of agreement, or you can agree to disagree, or agree to agree that you have a different point (laughs) of view. And it's okay. That doesn't, it, it doesn't mean anything right? It's just, it is. And I love myself still, and she loves herself still, and we love each other still, and that's cool. That's all it is. It's so simple. It's like
0: trying, it's it's always trying to look from that love perspective. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, Gracia, what would love do in this circumstance? And if mm-hmm. you take responsibility for that, you know, I, I, I say this often, like, you can't fix your partner, you can't fix your marriage, you can only fix yourself. And it's that, you know, when, when those fears and insecurities come up, you have to look at yourself and say, where am I not loving myself? Where am I not accepting myself? Mm-hmm. And when you come to that place within yourself, then you're able to do that with your partner as well.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah definitely definitely and for us we're both very certain right and we're both like leaders we're both virgos he's a manifesto generator <laughs> me too really okay cool. cool i'm a reflector in human design which means whatever i'm around i am right so i am him <laughs> i am him. so we're like oh any fight we have with each other is a fight with ourselves right, right. it's like okay i'm just it's something that I need to work on or he he needs to work on or whatnot. just a, a self reflection yeah you can right. come in exactly what you're saying <laughs>
2: beautiful it's yeah <laughs> it's interesting when uh when I started studying quantum physics in a spiritual sense and understanding that everything is energy and this intelligence in every single atom that to me is god right it's the it's the order of the entire universe that lives inside of us and in this water bottle like it's everywhere right right and so knowing it coming from that standpoint that everything is coming from the same place. You are me. I am you. We're the same. So when you're looking at another person, you're seeing yourself just individually wrapped. Like it a different wrapping around this person, but it's me. So at any point, Grecia is making me upset. I'm making me upset. Mm-hmm. Right. And that shift of mindset, of thinking, Okay, this is a problem in our relationship, it's because it's a problem in me and even in the world. Like, you can expand that to say there's war in the world today because there's war in me, and not to say that I am a a violent person, I've never been in in my entire life except when I played hockey, but that's not the same thing. It lives in me because I am consciousness. And I, that is the same consciousness that lives here as well as on the battlefield. So what can I do to eradicate war in me? Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I can do it. So you're being the change, right, we're talking about. And in every in everything, if it's in your apartment complex, there's a bad vibe, we'll be the good vibe and right. spread that good life. Don't right. just sit and talk about how bad the vibe is so you gotta right you gotta see okay it's a bad vibe because I have the bad vibe in me cool so let me change it.
0: it's it's that you know placing blame and looking to the past saying what I don't like versus looking forward and saying this is this is what I want I want more peace I want more love yeah. I want more acceptance I want more compassion all of those things that exactly. you that you take responsibility for how you are giving those things to yourself. And to the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And once we can strip everything from its labels, right? Again, we don't see the world the way it is. We see the world as we are. And once we can strip things of labels, it's not about different races. It's one race, a human race, right? But all right. on one spinning rock in space, like it, it, it's so silly. I mean, if anybody's ever been on an airplane, flown into LAX, you see all those lights, right? At nighttime you see so many lights before you you're about to land and in every, every single light is a single house let's say and in that house there might be two or one to five people as you say and they all have their own little tiny problems but when you're seeing it from this grand perspective it's like oh my gosh all those problems are so small and this is just one part of one city in one state in one country on this planet it's wow. so small all the problems wow. we think they consume our entire life they're so tiny and it's when you when you shift your perspective and, and thinking, I mean, let me just say it now for everybody watching this, whatever is in your life right now that you think is the biggest obstacle in the world, play with the perspective that the obstacle is not there anymore because you just overcame it. Mm-hmm. What would you do if it wasn't there? How would you act differently if this problem didn't exist anymore? Because it doesn't. Or does it? Does it? I don't know. Whatever you think it does. Right? <laughs> right. If you're focused on it does exist, then it will exist. What right. you see you become, the world is whatever you are perceiving. Perceiving, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just all a matter of changing a perspective. It's as simple as that. And of course, it's not easy. In the right. It gets, yeah. easier. It, gets it gets easier.
0: It's a, a practice. practice. It's a practice. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. But for anybody who has done the work and who's been through it and sits on the other side, they will all say that, yeah, it was just a matter of, it was just like flipping a switch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And of course, being in there where it's all dark and scary, it, you might be like, how the hell can you say the disease it gets disheartened? Yeah, I've been there myself, I understand. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, all it is is a switch. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you can admit that and just flip that switch, you will agree with me. So all
1: the switch is, is love and fear, right? There's only two human emotions and everything stems from those two. Mm -hmm. So there's love, which code words for love are joy, happiness, abundance, success. Code words for fear, fear of the past being depression, fear of the future being stress and anxiety, right? So we have those two. So what he means by the flip of the switch is instead of asking yourself questions that bring up those fears, like how am I going to pay this bill? Or mm-hmm. what is wrong with me? Why am I so fat? Like all of these fearful questions. Instead, you ask yourself loving questions like what is the voice of love within me say about this? What would Jesus do? Right. What would, um, those are questions that help me or how can I see this through a different lens, the lens of love? How can I see this through a more loving perspective? Uh-huh. Cause nothing means anything besides the meaning that we give it. Right. right. So if my, falls, I can say God's punishing me or I can say this is the happiest day of my life because the water purified me and now I'm like <laughs> baptized like whatever, right? and whatever. Amen! Stop! Me, right? And it's like neither <laughs> of those are true. It feels true if you believe right. them to be true. But the truth, the real truth is the water fell. Right. It is what it is. And any meaning we put behind it is what we're going to feel is what we're going to attract more of. Right. So that's the, the practice of focusing on love or fear if you if you seek fear you will receive more fear if you seek love you receive more love so that's that flip of the switch of what would love do in this moment and what would love do in this moment and what would love do in this moment and just every single moment this is the voice of love you have a voice in your head right you can't hear it with your ears but there is a voice in your head you listen to it it might be saying there's no voice in my head it sounds like you and it's always coming from love or fear Right. right so we have both of them So what does the voice of fear say? Okay, you're fat and lazy. What does the voice of love say? That is so mean. Instead, I'm going to decide to say I am enough exactly as I am. Everything that I say and do is enough. And I am so grateful for this beautiful body, no matter what it looks like, because I have arms and I have legs and I'm blessed to be breathing. So many people woke up without breath today. Today, so many people have died and I get to breathe. That's the voice of love. And it makes you feel different. You see the world through a different lens. You see it through love. Yeah. It's a whole different experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Just flipping mm-hmm. that switch and changing your perspective changes yes. your entire life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's it is beautiful. And it's like emanating from both of you. Like you're just so bright. And, and I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about just living in your own truth You know, it doesn't really matter what you say or how you show up, it's just that you are, you know, that you're constantly evolving and really honoring what's inside of you, no matter if it looks good or bad, you know, to the outside world. It's how you're dealing with it, how you're processing it and, um, you know, love, choose love
2: yeah yeah <laughs> love yeah, and it's fun it's, the it core turns of our into, practice. yeah I was gonna say it turns into a game right once mm-hmm. once you've played around with some of those real dark perspectives, once you've yeah. removed those lenses from yeah you know in front of your eyes, now you can play with other things, like how could I be more fulfilled in my work life, okay, well, I could maybe. Well, the whole concept of a nine to five and working Monday to Friday and only having Saturday Sunday off, like I would rather do working Saturday, Sunday and have five days off. Cool. So how can I do that? Like you're at, you're just, you're seeing how else can I make my life better? And yeah, there'll be stuff that comes up like little thorns that are prick you and like, oh, that's painful. I want to really get rid of that quick. And you're just focusing on solving all these problems and so right. bettering, finding new perspectives in every single area of your life, and that's to that well, that's what life is to me. It's just it's a fun game to yeah. see how how amazing can I make this journey. Yeah. Okay, the so
1: transformation that occurs. I was gonna say the transformation that occurs when you're in this practice. Um, one of my experiences, I. When I was little, I watched a ton of horror movies. And so oh. I think I'm scared to be alone yeah. because I always feared the devil was going to get my feet if my, le- my leg was out. And I feel in the Mexican cultures, they'll say like, oh, they want you to go to sleep. So they'll say, if you stay awake, like the cuckoo is going to get you, right? The devil's going to come get you. And they don't know any better, but that really traumatized me. And so in the beginning of my meditation journey, I was scared to close my eyes. Like I was like, if I close my eyes, I'm going to see the devil. I know I'm going to see the devil, right? And so I did it anyway. I decided to trust myself anyway. And when I saw the devil, recently I did a, a... drum circle meditation, I saw the devil and I saw him and he was seeking me for help. He wanted to see the world through the lens of love. And he's like, how do I do this? And that was wow. like, so powerful for me because I allowed myself to close my eyes and be there. And and I walked him through, Hey, this is what you can do. I love and accept you. That's all that you needed is for somebody to love and accept you exactly for who you were. So you can love and accept you because uh, only hurt people hurt people right and so through that experience now right just how big of a change happens when you practice love over fear when I close my eyes I instantly get uh, the feeling like I envision my seven-year-old self hugging my heart right so I envision her in my heart and she just hug and she's like in the creases of my heart like just so held and so loved and feeling the heartbeat like the way a baby would on the chest like so I love closing my eyes now because I get to experience what it's like for me my heart to be beating every moment for me for me and for this world and for love right I'm like wow yeah. from being scared that I was going to see the devil and I was going to be possessed and be like exorcist episode right I really thought that was <laughs> the to now experiencing so much love and bliss and happiness and all because of this practice. It's a beautiful thing, it really is.
0: Wow, that's amazing, uh, that's amazing. I I wanted uh, to finish up and just ask you because Victor, you were talking about creating the life of your dreams. Um, if you would like to talk a little bit about your chimp.
2: Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm currently working on a, uh, <laughs> it's a cartoon, it's an animated TV show. There's this guy right here so adorable the show and um yeah it's just it's just uh it's been a process right in figuring out not just what i want to contribute in life but how i want to contribute um obviously we're we're we have coaching services we're doing private coaching group coaching and family coaching retreats retreats and things like that um i have always been artistic I've always had a nick for just creating something with my hands. And so and film has always had a huge impact on me. I know that I I mean a lot of Disney movies and things like that growing up which definitely helped me during uh, you know, that trauma period. Yeah, the my grief. Life. Yeah, the grief. Yeah. yeah, just being able to see um films and movies that'll portray perspectives that'll help you grow and learn. And so I've always held on to that and um, when you also ask yourself what would I want to see in this world right not just in my life but what else do I want to see in this world Um, I came up with the fact that I wanted to see a new kind of tv like I want to see a, a cartoon that's not dumbed down that cartoon that's super intelligent with conscious humor with with the kind of jokes that are now poking fun of other people, to in order to be successful, but that is just—it's uh, uplifting and it's fresh and it's—it's. It's, it's uh, good it's raw funny. humor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, bananas is a a big project that I'm working on, and um, I've never done anything like it before, and so that's part of the project because I'm literally learning everything as I go. I'm right. learning how to draw cartoons uh i'm learning how to animate obviously i'm learning story writing i'm learning script writing i'm learning the whole process of making a film and i'm public with it and i have you know it's on instagram and everything so it's it's just a way for me to really manifest my greatest desire of creating an entire cartoon show and for people to be along in the process to see that Yeah, it wasn't always easy. There were struggles, but I overcame every single problem, right? Because sometimes people get too, you know, again, they get wrapped up in the problems, right? Focusing on what you don't want versus what you do want. And so I'm just, I just want to be an example of everything. Anything is possible. Like no matter what, it's possible. And because I enjoy the process so much, I don't care if it's going to take me 10 years, which it won't. But if it did, it's okay because I enjoy the process so much. Right, And I think that once we found those, once we all found, find the things that we can do tirelessly, I mean, I can, uh, Grecia has to pretty much pull me out, of the, out from the computer or from the book that I'm reading <laughs> to be like, Hey, we need to eat. And we haven't had lunch <laughs> or breakfast and it's 8 p.m. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and I think that once we find those things because we all have a very unique personal talent that lives in us right Mm -hmm. and so i think for me i don't know if it's exactly cartooning but it's it's this process and i know i'm going to find out exactly what it is or if it's the whole process who knows
0: um it's the storytelling because even in your videos with you and yourself those are great (laughs) stories i love those i just used to laugh i was like oh my god you are so (laughs) clever
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm having so much fun with all that. But yeah, so basically, <laughs> film to me is, is an excellent way to provide perspective. That's what it is, right? Yeah. You're watching everything from a from a camera, from a lens, right? And I get to put different colors, different focus on different things, put different things in the background to kind of force you to see certain things. Um, so in a way, I am God in this world, right? In this little cartoon world, and I'm creating the world that I wish to see. It's beautiful. Um, and- people understand so yeah it's like a mini manifestation of the the real world that I want to see um doing it through (laughs) a little a little film so yeah it's really fun super fun
0: (laughs) and how and how about you Gracia? which world are you creating with your coaching and your retreat and can you talk a little bit about that too
1: yeah, sure. Hmm, I have so many things going on. Well. I know
0: you're always juggling. <laughs> All both of you are juggling a million things at the same time.
1: Yeah. We We really do listen every day, every day. So I believe my life is a vacation. So every day looks completely different. I mean, I have a few things on my schedule. But for the most part, like my life is whatever I want it to be every day. So that sometimes looks like interviews for podcasts. And sometimes it looks like (laughs) family coaching when I'm kind guided to do so, um, really just helping in whatever way I feel that. So I strongly believe that my clients like wrote their contracts before they were born, right? They, they chose to be in my life. They chose to have me as a spiritual teacher way before they were even on this planet. So I never have to worry about, Oh, am I going to have clients? Like I already know that they decided a long time ago, that they're going to find me and so I'm just kind of like open and ready to receive them and and my thing which is different than most life coaches maybe is that I I create programs based on what my clients need right so some of my clients have um, uh, teenagers with suicidal thoughts and stuff like that who of course they have their doctors and like licensed physicians that are helping them through the process, but also on top of that life coaching with me helps them to become light workers, right? So instead of seeing ourselves as victims of a world, we see ourselves as leaders. Okay. We went through this experience because, and we put something empowering behind that the transformations that occur from stepping up in this way are just so fulfilling. I mean, I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I didn't create these specific programs for people. So it's really like, okay, I feel my clients come to me usually like I feel called to get coaching with you okay well what what are you expecting from coaching what do you want to change in your life and then I decide what would be the most fun way for me to help you achieve that well that could be a 31 day program and we get it done now you have a new habit where you're like making happiness a habit every single day or it could be like ah just one nine at one Uh, 30 minute coaching call and you're good girl. Like I'll make sure that in 30 (laughs) minutes, like you have a whole different perspective of your life. You'll never see the lies as truth again, right? The lies being fear. Right. So yeah, it's just, I mean, unique. And then we do retreats as well. And I have blossoming, which is for like age 20 to 30 women. It's a sisterhood where we experience what it's like not to be in competition with each other, right? In school, in public school, you're always first, second, third place and competing and who's better and all of this. And I've experienced myself what it's like to have sisters in my own personal life. My sisters are so, well, My older sister is such a good example of what a sister is like. You'll never, you can never fight with your sister forever. Like not my sister and I. So I provide that environment for women, right? Where they come together, they're vulnerable, they're open, and they shift. That's the most important part. Not only are you throwing up your fears, but we're throwing it up. and, And you're showing me how you're shifting it now. What's the new perspective that you're choosing to live your life by? Then everybody's sharing and everybody's just... Honoring each other and, right. and holding them in light and love. And no matter what, we love and accept you. No matter what you do, we love and accept you. We're your sisters forever, period. Right. Like we can never be in a fight with each other. It's not right. a thing. Right. That's my blog Light up the world is for spiritual entrepreneurs. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know what else is going And some more <laughs> things are coming soon for sure. They're all they're
0: always coming. They're always coming. I mean, I yeah. think that's the beauty of the journey. You know, it's like, ooh, what new surprises am I going to experience today?
1: Yeah. Lots of good stuff. And it's just an amazing life. Like unlimited possibilities we strongly believe that we live our life by the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra just really aligning with those values helps us to support each other like I know for a fact that Victor's purpose is in filmmaking and so I it's easy for me now versus little Grass, right but it's easy for me now to be like he needs to be in front of the computer for x amount of hours today like God needs him there yeah because I can't change the world by myself (laughs) <laughs> like, that's a lot of pressure, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so I gotta do what I feel called to do, he has to do what he feels called to do, and then we just, right next to each other, support each other, you know, we have a dog together, so like, you know, can you take out the dog right now, and then I'll take out the dog later <laughs> or not, and later it'll be babies. We're really just helping each other grow as much as possible and heal as much as possible. We life coach each other all day, every day. <laughs> it's a beautiful um, we,
0: team
1: yeah definitely it's amazing it's been yeah, it's
2: super fun, fun. it's super yeah. fun and <laughs> like just exploring what you like to do I mean it could just be silly things like I actually kind of enjoy vacuuming but I hate me too the dishes, right me too. <laughs> <laughs> but dishes I can't stand I would rather I would rather poke myself with needles for an hour oh then, my god do the dishes. so it's like okay and then, then we just kind of separate the things up so if there's dishes okay guess we'll do the dishes we need to vacuum I'll vacuum yeah. so it's like and of course if for some reason there's dishes to be made because they're stuck in work or she's got calls, then of course I'll do them because I love her and I love my kitchen. And I love myself. <laughs> I don't want to be big mess. so it's just it's just easy when you're team working work. as a team. Yeah. yeah. And you're doing it for the greatest good, not for your own ego. Yeah.
0: yeah so so my last question is what is real love? Mm.
2: Hmm.
1: Real love.
2: Real love. Go love. Yeah. So
1: love <laughs> is all there is and everything else is just an illusion. So all that is is love. If you look at nature as a reflection of yourself, that is love in action. So love can be as fiery as a volcanic eruption or as soft as a snowflake, right? So there's so many different versions of what love can be. A forest fire for rebirth. like it could be traumatic and be like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? But it's all happening for rebirth, for new birth to come. So love is in everything. There is no separation from love. If we ever think we're separated from love, that is the illusion, right? It's kind of like you fell asleep and then you wake up. It's like, would you be mad at yourself for falling asleep? No, you just fell asleep, but then now you're awake, right? And this is the only real moment inside. This moment where you're hearing my voice. So real love is just... Flowing with everything that is allowing for me the love, like love to work through me in every moment. Before this call, before every coaching call, before anything that I do, I always ask love to work through me. And I envision that a channel is coming through me and that love is speaking for the highest good of all. Anything that needs to be said for whoever needs is on the other side of this, right? right. Allow that to come through me, allow that to come through me through inspiration, which is in spirit right? Enthusiasm, which is in theos, which is in God. So this is God working through us, right? Love working through us for the highest good of all for our evolution. So that's my definition of real love is everything. Uh, and then the illusion that we're separate is just an illusion, a lie that we're telling ourselves.
2: Yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <take> a note. <laughs> um, yeah, very much in on the same line. Um, I believe that love, call it bliss, call it enlightenment, is our natural state of being. And everything else are just layers. They're just dirty or cracked lenses that are not true. Um, so at any point in time, we don't feel blissed or in love, then. All those other feelings, like the fearful feelings, or it could just be an ache or something. That those are all signals, right, to let us know where to bring attention and to heal and to um, add love to. It's like it's like a shaded area that needs some sun, Um, and that's all that is. So, essentially, true love to me is being, just being. Because that is bliss. That is love. And if you're being, but you're a little pissed, <laughs> then you're not being. You have a thought or you have, if you're holding on to a belief, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So let go. And once we can just be and be ourselves, not be who somebody's told us to be. Because they, then again, we're being something, but we're not fulfilled. That's not bliss. That's not love. So there's something. There's a trigger. There's a flag there to bring attention to to shine love on that shady spot. But once we can just be and live a life every single day, being and just being in love all day, that's true love to me. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say to add on to that really quick a practice that you can do at home for the people who are listening. Your the voice of love and the voice of fear, like I was talking about earlier. Um, the voice of fear, if you can see that as your inner child, right? If you can think of a time where you were probably traumatized or where this fear might have come from. For me, it was like seven years old, right? So I think of the seven year old version of me. And so, this conversation just like you need communication to have a healthy relationship well we must first have a healthy relationship with ourselves right so if there is any fear any illusion we can see that as a little girl or a little boy that lives within us still we just grew a little bit taller right so in this in every moment if we see oh like i'm trying to be but i do have this fear of this it's not you that has this fear it's a hurt inner child a traumatized little child so a practice that i practice is like okay, little Gracia, yeah. what, what, what's living beneath the surface, right? And I take the time to hear her. I'll say it out loud. I'll speak it to Victor and just ask him to hold space without offering advice or anything. Like, let me just hear what she has to say, right? What does what it hurt uh, child within me have to say? Once I hear it, okay, what would God tell me, right? Or what would what my highest self, her name is Grace. So when I say Grace, step forward, or I do whatever I need to do to bring,
0: There you go. <laughs> get, You're I'll back. I so
1: bring that high self forward, right? When I bring that high self forward, then I offer her words of wisdom. I offer her words of comfort and I help her to see things through the lens of love again, right? So the yeah. fear is why I'm fearful that, you know, Victor's not going to love me if I tell him what I truly desire, right? Like I'm fearful that he's going to leave me or, you know, whatnot. Then I tell her like, if he does leave you, it's okay. You'll be okay. Worst case scenario, it's okay. We'll survive. We'll continue. And and knowing Victor, I I feel like his perspective would be this, which is completely different. Maybe you had this fear because of a stepdad or whatnot. So can you trust me to move forward, right? You can trust me to move forward and we can go through this together. Like, let me hold your hand. And I envision myself holding your hand. Like, it's okay. I'll hug her, right? In my mind's eye, I'll hug her and envision that. This little girl who needs me so much merges into me and her little beating heart becomes my beating heart. It's that same beating heart. It's hers, right? And so I envision her coming into me and now she's me again, right? She's that grace. She's that love within me. And so I walk differently. I talk differently. I believe differently and I see differently. It just all comes full circle circle. back to yeah. Full so circle. Yeah, like I, I, was, like, yeah, I was, I yeah,
0: was thinking too, like when you were talking about the, you know, the lens and changing perspective, it's like, love is the purest, most clear lens,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, basically it's the seer without a lens. I would say it's ah. when you don't even have lenses. It's just seer. It's the, the seer, observer. the eye of the world. Um, and yeah, that's why it's so Freaking important! Exactly what Grace is saying is to, because I think often when we see problems in the world, they upset us, or we're we're mad at the people that don't understand, or uh-huh. we're frustrated, and we we hate the people that are at war with each other. um But it's exactly that level of thinking that is continuing that process, right? War will never end; war, only peace will. Right. right? So just as Fear will never save you from what you're afraid of. Loving on those fears will. So that's right. why, when, when, if you've ever heard love is what's going to save the world, it's exactly right. It's right. that it's that change that needs to be ha- had uh, to remove the problem because you will never be able to solve the problem with the same level of thinking that created the problem. Right, right. You have to go to the place where that problem no longer exists, which is in love. Right. Love, in love, no problems ever exist. So that's why love will help. You.
1: Yeah. Marianne
2: 2020. <laughs> <laughs> be the be the change. Be
0: the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Oh, I love I love you too so much. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Um if people want thank to get you. in touch with you, how what's the best way to get in touch with you?
2: Oh, so you can absolutely go follow our journeys on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And okay. we'll be sure to tag them in, in this post here. Okay. Um, I'm currently right now working on our brand new website that is going to be thecarlsons.world, Ooh, where cool. it's like a hub for everything that we do. And you'll be able to find, yeah, I mean, all of our coaching services, all of our videos, and a whole bunch of good stuff. It's going to be like your party, just going to the website. So <laughs> yeah. that'll be launched here pretty soon. Uh, I don't have an exact date for it, but uh, keep an eye out for it for sure. And okay, if cool. If clicks
1: true with you, that you made a sole contract to work with me and you're feeling it right now, just send me a message. I'd be happy to help any way that I can.
0: Yeah. <laughs> thank Gracia you so Carlson much. and Victor Carlson, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you um, for showing you me up.
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So if if you like what you heard today, please uh, subscribe and share with your friends. And also if you would like support in finding more connection, expansion, freedom and acceptance in your relationships, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Awakening with Dawn. And you feel free to send me a message and I'd be happy to help you find and create more real love in your life. And remember that we've talked about The most important relationship you'll ever have is the one you have with yourself so that you can be the kind of partner that you want to have. Yes. Thanks for joining me and thanks listeners for for listening. Take care you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs)